You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, Club Shay Shay listeners, we'll be back soon with weekly episodes featuring brand new interviews with exciting roster guests. Until then, enjoy this special rewind episode with one of my favorite moments from Club Shay Shay so far. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. Give me your top five hood classics of all time. Ooh, a New Jack City. New Jack City, I like New Jack City. Boys in the hood. Boys in the hood. The Mac. Mac. And, and I'm going. Well, you talking about hood, hood classics? Ugh. Because I always say Scarface is a hood classic to me. Because I love Scarface. We grew up. We accidentally saw that in Madden when we were kids. My mom and dad didn't even know what we was watching. We was gone. They sent us to the movie, and I said, "Whoa, this is acting." I thought I was in, you know, a whole big old drug world with that. But uh, the other one could be. Offhand, maybe Minister Society. Oh, Uptown Saturday Night. Uptown Saturday Night. Let's do it again. Those are in there. You ain't gonna put Friday. You not gonna put Friday in there. How? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I gotta put my movie in there. Yeah, yeah. I put Fridays in there. It's hard yes, to have a hood classic. Any of the Mount Rushmore, any of them, without Friday being in it. Thank you, man. Good looking out, big bro. You. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You grew up in Atlanta. What was it growing up in Atlanta during the time? And what did you want to be what when you were growing up? You know, I was blessed, man. I found out early, you know, uh, that I, I like entertainment, you know, going to the movie, seeing uh, Stir Crazy with Richard Pryor in it and Gene, Gene, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, uh, yep. Richard Pryor walking down the prison talking about, we bad, we bad. Yeah. I was just fascinated when, the, when, when Richard Pryor came on the scene. Eddie Murphy in 48 hours, you know, when yep. he, was in, he was in the prison, like, case, case, you know, and I was like, that go Eddie, you know. So I, and then I, when I go to, when I went to school, uh, you know, well, I'm the youngest of six kids. Okay. So I, I, I watched a lot. I, I observed a lot because, you know, you can't say nothing, you're the youngest and all. You got three older brothers, two sisters. They say, shut up, or just what? You know, so I just watched them. I, I, you know, it was, and I watched them make mistakes. You know, they did, they get a whooping. I'll be like, what they do? I don't, I don't want to get a whooping when I get older like that. What happened? I didn't take out the garbage. I'm like, I'm gonna make sure I take out the garbage when it's my turn. Shoot, daddy <laughs> told you up. Good God. So I, I learned a lot at a young age. And then I, you know, that, you know, it was just comedy all around us. Cause you know, a big family. It's yeah. always something. People trying to get in the bathroom. Get out of the bathroom, girl. Yeah. We trying to go to school. And mama, shut up. What y'all making all that 
So it was always something going on in the house and it just, I was just around funny stuff and I didn't even know it. And I was funny, I guess too. And I went to school and people saying, man, you funny. Man, you like Eddie Murphy or something. I'm like, what you talking about? And then, you know, I don't dress out for pee. I, I will preach to the whole, everybody who didn't dress out in the, in the bleachers. I'd be like, all right, get your books, your Bibles out. And I would make them laugh for about 30 minutes. Even the teacher come over there and be like, what is going, this fool? And then they said, you need to host the talent show because you you got something. I said, well, how much are they paying? Are they paying anything? And uh, do they, you get some good grades or something? No, you just go. So I got like $30, $30 to host the talent show. Got told my first joke. They laughed. I said, this is it. This is what I'm going to do because, you know, school wasn't easy for me. You know? So I said, I ain't going to college. I barely got out of high school. I'm going to finish this right now. <laughs> I'm lucky I got out of here. So, yeah. But... You went to Columbia, which is in Decatur, right? Yeah, Decatur in Georgia. Yeah, uh, and Decatur, uh, Decatur. Now y'all had some athletes. That was a, that track. Uh, Gwen Torrance went to uh, yeah. Decatur. Went to Columbia. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. You know, I know. I know a little bit of. They had awesome track. Uh, track program yeah. off the chain. That's right. That's right. She graduated with my brother or sister, older sister. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. So what was sport? I mean, you went to a school that was very that that had good high school athletic program. You never wanted to play sports. I did play sports. I wanted to go pro like you, but I broke both of my wrists in practice. I broke that was it. That was that was God saying, you better go figure something else out. I jumped up, man, to catch a ball or two, you know, just to catch. If we were just throwing, getting ready for practice. I jumped up and instead of coming down on my, my butt bone, I right. said, oh, I'm going to brace myself. Boop, broke both of my wrists. And even the doctors was laughing. They're like, how did you do this? I said, man, just take me to the doctor. Take the hospital. And that's when I quit. I said, I said, I need to do something else. But yeah, man, I'm, I love sports. And, you know, wanted, wanted to be GoPro like everybody else. But you realized at a very young age. So doing the comedic thing when you were in high school or coming up, was it to make people laugh or to make, make sure people weren't laughing at you? Because I have a funny side, but I used to talk with a lisp. And I, mm -hmm. what I found at a very young age, that if I made other people laugh at someone else, they wouldn't notice what I got going on. And so I could keep them up off me. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, see, I probably would have talked about you. See, I probably, no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, I was one of them guys that I would just make people laugh. because oh, well, it, it was really because I didn't really want to do the work. Some of the work was hard for me. I was like, oh, shoot, man, what y'all doing? Well, hey, 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 well, you know, I'll be messing with people who done studied, done did their homework. Hey, man, come on. Give me some answers. And they'd be like, shut up. Come on, I will shut up if you give me the answers. Teacher looking right at us, fool. I was one of those. And then, but I would make people laugh because they, you know, it was easy to do. So right. I would be like, I just started up and get, get, get the class going. So how old were you or when did you start doing the Eddie Murphy and Michael Jackson impressions? Man, Eddie Murphy from from high school, you know, he was the man for me, and uh, and Michael too as a kid. Oh man, I remember the, the, my play brother up the street used to dance just like Michael Jackson. He had the prettiest girlfriend. I said, man, I want to be like this this dude here, and I want to dance like Michael, like he danced. So we always had dance Michael Jackson con contests, and and we and he would he brought down Eddie Murphy's Delirious that he did on HBO because yep. he had cable before they put the cable down in the street while we lived down the street by the circle. He already had cable and he had a VCR because he was the only child. We weren't, you know, we had to wait, we, you know. <laughs> yeah. So he had VCR and had the stereo. You remember the stereo? So yep. he had all that stuff. He brought the lyrics down and it was over. We got cable right when Rocky Three 
became uh, we came out on HBO and we was like watch Rocky Three and Delirious all day and, and we just had a ball. So what's your go-to uh, lines when you're going to impersonate Eddie? You're going to impersonate Mike. Uh, what's your line? What's your go-to? Well, Eddie, you know, I just talk like, like <laughs> I'll do the laugh. <laughs> man, you crazy. So what's up? What's up? He's a little older than that, so he talk a little like, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? He just talk low and rich. Yeah. But Michael, I would go, oh, Chris, what, what, are you, what are you doing, Chris? What, what's Chris? How are you? How are you? When I used to talk to him, he was so kind. He, How Did, you? When you, a lot of people, some people don't like when they get mimicked or they get made. So how was it when they found out you were doing it and then you saw them for the first time? Oh, Michael, Michael loved it because I heard from his nephews that he was a big fan of mine because they showed him the movies. He, uh, they showed him the movies and Michael was, uh, was loved it, man. Cause he knew everything I did, it had a little bit of Michael in it. Right. It was from Fridays. I'm dancing on the porch in the montage, doing Michael dance, uh, money talks, rush hour, doing uh, the the karaoke thing, and uh, uh, even um, in um, a Def Jam, I talked about Michael. What if Michael was a pimp? So he knew that if we had Kendrick Spears or something, and I was a big fan for sure. You said some of your early influences was Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. Who were some of the other comedians when you were growing up? You like okay. I like his style. Well, definitely Bernie Mac. Like I said, Bernie Mac was just just funny, naturally funny. Um, Robin Harris. I didn't get a chance to meet him, but I, I heard his albums and I saw him in the movies, Spike Lee movies and uh, different movies like that. I just thought they were, you know, I like naturally funny comedians. And uh, and today, of course, you know, uh, Dave Chappelle, you know, a friend of mine, people like that, man, it just, 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 just make me laugh. Uh, uh, they, they gotta be fun. So. What was it like performing on the comedy tour in Atlanta? Because Atlanta had used. To, I don't know if it's still like it, like, uh, like this now. But Atlanta used to have a bunch of comedy places. Uptown Comedy Store right there on on Peachtree. Yeah. I used to go there all all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's still, man, there's so many funny young brothers out there, man. It, you can't even count them on one hand, man, on one hand. And it's still strong. And they're still doing comedy. I mean, even during the pandemic, man, they they still out there. Time the <laughs> club's still open. People ain't stopping, man. So, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to see who else is out there. But it, it, we definitely got a good uh, track record of, of a lot of great comedians coming out of Atlanta. What made you decide to move to L.A. and not New York to do your comedy? Because everybody, all the comedians was coming down to the Comedy Act Theater and they were um, they were coming from L.A. Like D.L. Hughley and Jamie Foxx and all those guys would come down and they would see me open up with, for them uh, at times. And they were like, man, you need to go to L.A. You, 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 you work, you're pretty good. You, you can get there. And I was like, OK, you really think so? They was like, yeah, man, you need to go to L.A. So I knew that L.A. was the place for the movies and television and all that stuff. And, and New York was more theatrical. So that's what made me go out to uh, L.A. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. So what was it like? Your, your mom, you're like, okay, 
I'm gonna go out and finna mom, I'm finna mom, dad, I'm finna, I'm finna go it alone. I'm finna, I'm finna dip. What was your emotions like? Because you know, uh, you know, that's not like I got a job lined up. I'm going out there. I'm going to work. You're going yeah. to do comedy. You got to get called. You got to get called back. You got to yeah. get readings. There is no guarantee any of this is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. They were, you know, my mom and daddy was so, so supportive, but they probably were so, so happy I found something that I need, I was going to do because my <laughs> mama thought I was going to live with her forever. <laughs> so she, and she right because I built her a house and I stay with her right now. <laughs> so, so, she, she right. But uh, she said, I just, I just thought you'd go be with me, baby. You, you know, I, I was just going to help you out. But uh, I was fortunate enough, man, to, to uh, have, I knew somebody in L.A. Matter of fact, I moved with my girlfriend from high school. Father lived in L.A. So I had a place to stay. My mama felt comfortable about where I was going because she knew I wasn't going to be out there by myself. So it was just, it just, it was just God, man. It worked out. So in other words, you kept the girlfriend from high school so you have a place to stay when you came out here with a father, huh? Oh, no, she was fine. I wouldn't try to leave her. I was like, baby, could you just ask your dad? Because I didn't think he was going to agree with it. Like, you crazy? going to be living up in my house with my daughter, sleeping with my daughter? No. But he was cool with it. He was like, yeah, come on. Tell him come on out. And it was just, things just fell into place. As soon as I graduated from high school, a uh, comedy club opened up, Comedy Act Theater, where Robin Harris and everybody came from, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, when I was ready to move to L.A., my girlfriend and father was living out there already. And, uh, I told asked can we go? I thought he was gonna say no and I was gonna have to get another plan. He said, Yeah, it's okay. They kicked me out two months later, but uh I had I had two months to find a roommate. And I was and then I was out. I was on the road rolling in. Because <laughs> I was, they were coming home from work. I was just getting up on the couch because I was out all night on the comedy club. And right. they would come home from work and I'd be like, hey, getting up off the couch. And his his wife at the time, his new wife was like, uh-uh, he need to go. He need to go. He ain't paying no rent and he just sleeping all day. So then I found me a roommate and that's the rest is history. What are some of the advice that you would give young and up and coming comedians? Trust your, you know, uh, trust your dreams, man. Go out to your dreams. I went out to mine and it all happened even more than I ever could imagine happened. Uh, but, uh, you know, every moment was a surprise. And when a door, when, when a door closed, another one opens up. Like I was telling you, I was going for a TV show. I didn't get that, but I walked out of that audition. I got Fridays. So uh, don't get frustrated when the door closed. Just look at, find the positive in it and keep moving. But keep working. Like Marvin Gaye said, stay on the floor and keep dancing because that's the only way somebody's going to see you for the next part. And when, you, when you're working, even if it's something uh, small, somebody might see you and say, oh, I, I, he got the look for the next part. So you got to just keep doing what you can do to, to keep, keep going to, you know, to get to where you want to go. Was Death Comedy Jam the show? Because I remember DL ended up, I think DL ended up hosting that. And some of the great comedians have come through there. Martin Lawrence was, was the host for a while. Dave Chappelle, Joe Bernie Mac, Steve Harvey. I mean, yeah. so many. Yeah. yeah. What, was it, what was it like auditioning, being on Death Comedy Jam? Did you know a lot of the brothers and sisters that you were out there against? were going to turn out to be what they later became? You know, I was on the same show as Bernie Mac. He was the headliner. And I started my, the first Def Jam. And I went up and I thought I blew the place away. I thought that, uh, you know, that was <laughs> nobody going to follow me. And I went upstairs, you know, to use the bathroom, I think, in New York, wherever we were. And I saw a guy up there. And I said, hey, man, you, you a comedian or something? He said, yeah. I said, Who, what's your name? I'm Bernie Mac. I said, oh, okay, you going up? He said, yeah, I'm going up in a minute. I said, <laughs> and I thought to myself, all right, well, good luck. You know, because comedian after me, bum, 
And then Bernie went up there, told the house down. And I said, oh, man, I, I got to get back to work. I got to get my stuff together. But that Def Jam was my platform that really got, got me my first agent, got me my, uh, you know, that was the reason why, you know, they got me for Fridays. They saw, you know, I was rising up on Def Jam and Def Jam Tour and all that stuff. So that was my first big platform. And then Fridays, you know, was the um, movie stuff platform. Give me, give me your Mount Rushmore comedians. You only get four. Your four best comedians all time. Richard Pryor, Robin Harris, Eddie Murphy. I got to say Bill Cosby. Those guys. Those no. I'm just saying the guys you left off, not that it's right or wrong. Uh -huh. uh, you left off uh, Chappelle. You left off uh, Seinfeld. You left yeah. off uh, Lenny Bruce. You left off Red Fox. Yeah. Yeah, well, those guys. Now, Red Fox is up there too, but he was way before I could. I, I well, I know all about him because I do comedy and I studied him. But right. and Chappelle is in my generation, so he's on that that level with 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 me, and he's one of the greatest. Don't let me don't let me be mistaken. But ain't none of them gonna touch Richard. Ain't none of us gonna ever touch Richard. <laughs> ain't none of us gonna ever touch Robin Harris. Ain't none of us gonna ever touch. Eddie Murphy in movies and stand up and 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 Bill Cosby, he's one of the greatest. Richard Pryor used to imitate Bill Cosby and and then and then I gotta say Dick Gregory. So it's it's yes. so many, man. It's so many. Do you believe that had Robin and Bernie lived longer, they would have had a greater place in the, uh, uh, in the co comedic hierarchy? Oh, for sure. Robin Harris was about to be out of this world. He would have been like Eddie. And 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 up there, and probably big, just as big as Eddie. And Bernie was going. It wasn't nothing he couldn't do. Drama, comedy. He was going. He was there. He was already there too, cause he stayed here long. So yeah, those guys are. They own that Mount Rushmore for sure, man. So you you write jokes. Do you just sit down? I mean, so how how does it happen? I mean, so you know, I've talked to rappers and entertainers and they says okay if i'm gonna write a song you know i might be laying down i wake up and i start writing or i might be eating and something coming to my head and i just put it down i start writing how do you write jokes how long does it take you take you to write a set yeah uh it take it you know I, it, when it comes to me when it comes to me i usually don't sit down and think of stuff i let it come to me and then i'll write it down or i will get in uh you know get in a, a mood or something and then it just all come to me and it's like, whatever, wherever it is, uh, wherever I am, I'm at, or if I go to the comic club that night, it, some come to me. But yeah, I write, jot down stuff throughout, you know, the year or the, you know, and, but, but it, I just let it come to me because so much stuff uh, just, just comes. And then I keep, you know, some stuff I let go and some stuff I keep. Was it a difficult transition from go from stand up to acting? And is it a natural transition that a lot of comedians have gone on to be actors from Red Fox to Richard Pryor to Eddie Murphy, yourself, uh, Bernie Mac, Robin Harris. I mean, uh, so many guys. Uh, Said the Entertainer, Bruce. I mean, so many guys. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it's a total. It's totally it's totally different. Stand up and acting is totally different. You have to like in stand up. You're more animated and you're more wired. In the movies, you got to tone all that down. And then you got to come up when you when you need to, come down when you need to. I noticed that when I started doing acting, I said, oh, man, I got to take this down, you know, because they got your your head and 100, you know, uh, close up and you moving right. all around here. I'm like, I can't do that here. I got to 
calm down right here and look, you know, a certain way. So right. you got to adapt to that. And then also you got to go deeper because you, you're playing a part and then you got to, you know, you got you got to go deeper than uh, than uh, stand up. Stand up is you, it's your life. And it's, it's hard too at times, but acting, it's another level. It's another level. But you're using that act. When you got that comedy tool and take it to acting, it's, it's good. Have you ever forgot a line while you're doing stand up? Oh, all the time, all the time. But stand up so good because you got the audience right there and something might happen. You might ask the question and boom, that breaks you to a whole nother thing. And then you go back to whatever you forgot and uh, you, you good again. But stand up ain't nothing like stand up. I, I, I love stand up. You know what to do. Hit the subscribe button to become an official member of Club Shay Shay, where we always do something before two something. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.